Oh, hello there, Chaluminati listeners. Uh, before we get to today's episode, give me a moment and let me tell you all about today's sponsor, Beard Brand. You can find out what style best suits you at beardbrand.com chill. You see, Beard Brand isn't like other beard companies. In fact, it's not all about beards at all. In fact, there are plenty of other products for skin, hair, and beards. This isn't about being more masculine or being the roughest, toughest guy around. It's all about fostering your confidence through grooming. Whether you have a mustache, a goatee, or the full-on beard like myself, Beard Brand has something for you. They encourage us men to be better versions of ourselves, and taking care of your beard is part of that. No need to change who you are, only help you express yourself through great grooming. Maybe you don't have a beard. Don't worry, Beard Brand has you covered. With plenty of product for your skin and hair over at beardbrand.com chill. Heck, I've been using the sea salt spray for my hair to give it that windswept look you constantly see me with. And it smells damn great at the same time. Beard Brand is all about education and community while fostering self-confidence through grooming. Again, you can find out what works out best for you at beardbrand.com slash chill. That's beardbrand.com slash chill. Beardbrand.com slash C-H-I-L-L. Now, on to the show. Okay, this is where the music is done fading in. Uh, we're pretending like we're having a conversation. And hey, everybody, welcome back to Chiluminati Podcast, episode two zero, the big twenty, boys. We're twenty years old now. We're not even a year old. Is that crazy to you, or what? It blows me away. I feel like we're like pretty on schedule for, for the most like, part. Like, you know, being a biweekly podcast, like, you know, like I feel like we're hitting that mark pretty well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's always a good sign where like, if we're, we're late by a day, if we're late by a day, we're getting tweeted at and I'm like, all right, well, that's a good sign. Cause people want more. Yeah. So people good. are like, where's the podcast at dude. <laughs> Do you get yelled at as well? That's good. Uh, all the time about many podcasts. Make, make, you know what? <laughs> yell at us. We like when you yeah, yell, yell at us. At us. Uh, you know, I like attention. Positive things like really strongly affirm that you're into it and yeah. we're down for that. Yeah. Mm, that's, yeah. That's good. Yeah. I get a lot of messages that like people take us on their road trips and they just binge all of us like the whole series in like one or two goes. That's what um, people show the us to their place. parents a lot. Yeah, the best place yeah, to listen to the paranormal is in the car. Yeah, or oh on a plane. God, I yeah. like the plane a lot. I listen to a lot of my own personal like favorite paranormal podcasts on the plane. Um, but uh, welcome back. We're going to just jump into the next one. Uh, this is going to be a, a decidedly less insane than the last episode. So you don't have to buckle up. You don't That's have to throw your tinfoil you. hats you it, on. You made it that way. What? What? You made it that way. No, I was trying to open theory. your eyes to the truth. <laughs> <laughs> this one's going to be more creepy, I think. Just it's like going to be thinking, more creepy. Thinking about um, the realistic, like thinking about that this actually exists. Yeah. So today, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about the Fengdu ghost city of China. Do you guys know anything about that? I, do I don't know much about it. 
Well, it's it's a fun topic because of just the history that that brought about that city and why it was built, and some of the stories that revolve around that city to this day. Uh, the Fengdu Ghost City is actually still around today. It is a touristy location that is not very popular with the tourists. It's notoriously difficult to navigate. Uh, it is very maze-like, a lot of climbing, a ton of stairs. Uh, and the types of symbolism and art all around the Fengdu Ghost City are kind of horror-themed, horror very horrific, and we'll talk about why. Um, but the Fengdu Ghost City, if just kind of a baseline thing, it is basically a city modeled after Chinese hell. Uh, and I'm going to, if I botch or butcher any very specific details about uh, Chinese uh, lore or mytho mythology, feel free to let me know. Um, I, I, you know, this is not a 100% month's dive into Chinese history, so I may either misspeak or say something a little off. Just let us know. Uh, but we did what we could here the best we can. And before we dive in, a big thank you to Judy and Nathan, our assistant researchers on this one, for diving really deep into uh, China's, uh, just kind of their ancestry and, and their history. Uh, and a big good luck to Deanna, our third researcher, because she's taking finals right now, or last I hey. talked to her. So good luck on your finals. I hope you knock them out of the park. Um, but the, the, the Fengdu, the Chinese ghost city, what that is, is it's a city modeled after Chinese hell. And Chinese hell, the way, the way it exists to them is it's a place the spirits of the, the dead go where they need to pass different trials in order to be reborn back on the mortal world, to be reincarnated. And if they do not, they are gone forever, uh, devoured by hell, more or less. And we'll talk that about those trials. That is the plot of the movie Coco. I've never seen Coco. Oh, man. I heard it makes you cry a lot. Oh, God. I'm not even going to get into why it makes you cry a lot. But that is the like the Mexican underworld. It's very similar. Like you have to like you have to like remain relevant or you just go away. I, yeah, that, that seems to be a running theme in a lot of just underworlds throughout history, depending on, you know, who you're talking about. But they all kind of have that same theme. Um, but before we go too too far into the Fengdu Ghost City, uh, we wanted to wrap our, our minds around uh, the cultural background of ghosts in general in China. Uh, so we did read a couple of articles uh, by Minwen Huang and Ken Nakazawa about the Chinese cultural background and ghosts and stuff. Um, and I quote some of these as well. So, quote, the, syst the systematic buildup of distinct imaginary human ghost worlds, un human ghost worlds underground. First of all, I take great offense to the word imaginary. All right. I still am not sh sure if ghosts are real yet. So let's hold off on dropping imaginary human ghosts into this. Well, little... Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Something is happening. I think there's something. Do we really want to dive down this right now? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you know, don't, no, no need to poo poo the idea of yeah, ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, get back to where I was. The systemic buildup of the distinct human ghost worlds underground, i.e., DU from Buddhism and Difu from Taoism, was launched only after the introduction of Buddhism to China. So there was no human ghost underworld underground in China before Buddhism showed up. And the popularity of Taoism as the major religious uh, rival against Buddhism in the late Han and Si dynasties, a period severely troubled by long-term social and political disturbances, which is obviously going to, I think, be the root of all these popping up around this time. 
Built upon and along with two main ghost belief systems in Chinese culture, both Diyu and Difu, usually translated into hell in English, can be seen as expanded and transformed imitations and copies of the human underworld, or the human world rather, whose formation consists of many bureaucratic and legal systems originating in Chinese society and were more or less completed only in the Song Dynasty, which was 960 to 1279 CE. So can I ask a stupid question? Uh, hopefully I have a stupid answer. Is it, is it supposed to be shitty? The hell? Like, is, yeah, is, is that like part of it in this? In there this, are uh, shitty parts of the hell, yeah. They're also like weirdly boring parts of the hell. It's more like purgatory, kind of. Yeah, it's, it's much, yeah, I'd say it's much more like purgatory. It's, yep. Yeah, it's not like imps pinching your ass and shit all the yeah, time. Yeah, a lot less like that. When we when we're saying like Chinese hell, uh, it specifically we use the word hell because that's just the the closest English translation we could get of their underworld or whatnot. But yeah, it's, it's a much, place. Yeah, that it's you a place go after for trials die. and purgatory and that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think uh, I, I think in most um, Eastern cultures, the concept of hell, like actual hell, the thing you want to avoid, is non-existence. Yeah, where it's like basically. the the whole point is you can either keep coming back or you can achieve some state of nirvana or you can you know whatever the case may be, but the the big thing is like if you're a bat person you cease to be. Right. Yep, that's pretty much what it boils down to. You go through these trials and then if you fail you basically disappear. You don't get to exist anymore, which is the crux of a lot of just humans' base fear of death because you like and you know you like life enough that you don't want to let it go um from the humanization of cultural ghosts in chinese society to that of literary ghosts in ziguai chinese ghosts have developed from an abstract broad concept to one concrete concrete chinese character in which many philosophical and religious thoughts had been gathered they the ghosts as well as we humans need to return home in the sense that order and humanity shall be restored so there's the crux of this, of this underworld in, in China. Um, it's a lot, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. You don't like, you got a lot of shit on your back and be like, all right, fuck, don't fuck up because then you don't get to come back. Uh, the Chinese regard a human being as consisting of three elements, the soul, the spirit, and the body. The soul in its essence is like our soul and intellect combined. Uh, it is the source of individuality and intelligence. It has eternal like it, it is eternal like and when the body it occupies dies, it moves into another. So there's your reincarnation that we were talking about a little earlier, just kind of one soul from body to body. Such a change in habitation is sometimes for the better and sometimes for the worse, for its new home may be a future mandarin or an animal or a tree or a stone. You could just be a rock. This just sounds like a video game. Like, this is so crazy. Like, this is such a big, complex idea. My question is, if you do get turned into a... Your soul gets shoved into a rock, how long are you stuck there? <laughs> like, when when do you die? When does a rock stop having its soul? Yeah, what does that mean? Like, you have to, like, explode? Like, you have to be <laughs> ground into toss dust? into, like, magma forever? Yeah, to, like uh, the Terminator? Like your thumb? <laughs> yeah, just like... Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Now, as to the spirit, the second part of the human, the spirit is somewhat like our animal instinct. It controls only our body and its animal action and its animal in action and is utterly devoid of ideals and intelligence. Kind of like the id, I guess, if you were to compare it to something. Okay. Uh, it, it usually dies when the soul leaves the body. So spirits are 
mostly uh, just part of that particular body. They don't carry over. But occasionally it has sufficient enough vigor, vigor to continue its existence. At such a time, the body loses its intelligence and acts like a wild animal. Such a body is called a running corpse and is so strong, violent, and destructive that no mortal is able to withstand its fury. So, a person on PCP. <laughs> yeah, got it. I was going zombie. Oh yeah, yeah. Going for uh, same thing, same thing. Bath salts. Yeah, that's kind of the. That's kind of like if you think about it, that is kind of the zombie, right? They have no soul. They're just pure animal instinct. They just live to feed and. They are usually inhumanly strong and they're very difficult to kill. But that's what the spirit is. That's the kind of just those instincts. Death in Chinese is uh, death in Chinese fiction is as never ever final. The idea of death is the main source of Chinese ghost stories. Many of the ghosts are wandering souls or running corpses who haunt the world frequently without any conducing cause on their on the part of their victims. Uh, which is funny because that is very similar to Japanese ghosts a lot of japanese ghosts are they they usually exist and haunt people without reason they just it's kind of more like being in a state of matter you don't have like a personal relationship with your ghost self really nobody knows why the ghost is haunting or whatever they just are causing terror and it's it's not really you right doing it it's like you're just a ghost you're like a different thing the, the yeah the ghost is the soul um but at that point like the idea, Separate from your name on Earth and your place on Earth, right? It's yeah, like it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's it's what you're comprised of, and like w- the idea is that like the soul, what the soul wants without a body is so alien and, and and unknowable that it just seems like they're acting randomly just to to horrify us, to scare us. When they want something, we just don't know what it is. Whereas in I guess English and maybe even more recently, like modern history, American history, ghosts always seem to want something. They always want closure. To unfinished, move on, business, unfinished business, crossover. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff doesn't, ex- you know, exist less so in Chinese and Japanese culture. And I'm assuming a bunch of other cultures as well. Right. Um, which is, I find fascinating. Uh, it seems, uh, in, it seems like in, in the cultural foundation for the Fengdu ghost city stems from a belief that ghosts are journeymen going through the afterlife or Diu in an attempt to return home. In order to return home, these ghosts must go through a somewhat bureaucratic process of hell. The Fengdu Ghost City combines the cultures of Confucianism, Taoism, and Buddhism with the mythology of ghosts. So this city is a mix of those three and ghosts all in one. Bureaucratic in what way? The well, Yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, it's the trials, more or less, and having to pass tests and be okay and okay to be reincarnated. Interesting. Um, well, I think that's that's Con- the Egyptian model as well. Like most ancient yeah, cultures, yeah, that's true. it was like you don't just get in. You don't just like just because you were good doesn't mean you like get a free ride. Like even if you're a right, great person, you, to, you still had to earn your way in. It's yep. like why people say old people need to take driver's tests again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it actually reminds me of you know, you know talking video games. But, you know, God of War, the most recent one, going into the Nordic underworld where there's that giant judging, you know, raven in the distance and sure. all that. It's, yeah. um, that's, I'm assuming that's pulled from Norse mythology, obviously. Um, but let's talk a little bit about those three religions. So those who are listening who may not have an idea of Confucianism, Taoism, Buddhism, understand what they are about. Uh, Confucianism it was composed of a set of political and moral doctrines with the teachings of Confu- Confucius as its basis. Humanism is the central feature of Confucianism, which revolves almost entirely around issues related to the family, morals, and the role of the good ruler. 
It stresses the need for benevolent and frugal rulers, the importance of inner moral harmony, and its direct connection with harmony in the physical world. Rulers and teachers, according to this view, are important models for society. A good government should rule by virtual and moral example rather than by punishment or force. Filial piety and ancestor worship, which are old tra uh, traditional Chinese values, are also part of the key components of, con the of the Confucian movie doctrine. The Mulan, for example. Exactly. Okay. Perfect. Taoism, also known as Taoism, is a philosophy which contributed to the folk religion of the, of the people primarily in the rural areas of China and became the official religion of the country under, Tang, of the, under the Tang Dynasty. A delicious orange drink as well. I miss Tang. Tang was delicious. I do Tang not. Is, oh, Tang I is like good. Tang. You can yeah, still get you. it. Yeah. Thank you. It's it's mostly just sugar, but it's still That's good. what I'm saying. Well, I'm like six at heart, so it yeah. makes sense. Uh, Taoism is therefore both a philosophy and a religion. It emphasizes doing what is natural and going with the flow in accordance with the Tao, uh, a cosmic force which flows through all things and binds and releases them. Kind of like you have the to be force. conscious. Yeah, and you have to be conscious of all of this. Yes, you have to kind of be conscious of how this all works. Uh, in relation to the Fengdu ghost city, a very common and major goal of most Taoists is to achieve immortality rather than enter the regular afterlife. Reaching this goal is not easy. There are various tasks that must be met during your lifetime, during your entire lifetime, to be qualified as uh, to be immortal. The two founders of the Fengdu ghost city were thought to have reached immortality, which we'll talk about soon. That was the whole reason they built the city. So in their day this was an achievement that actually resulted in their immortality. According to people. Yes, correct. This is, huh. this is a massive achievement. Interesting. Very, very interesting. The city itself. If you guys go look, uh, listeners as well. If you just go look at pictures of the thing, do go city. It's a creepy, but cool looking site. Like is it's a all really of this is all of this like natural to the time. What is this man in the hillside? <laughs> well, this this particular city is not, I wouldn't say natural to the time, uh, but for varying reasons. Well, um, a lot of what you're going to look at, too, when you look it up online, is stuff that's been built mm -hmm. since. Also true. There is so, a lot of things that were added. Uh, it's become afterward. a tourist destination. There's a lot of stuff that's been mm -hmm. added in the nearby countryside. So I'm pretty sure the figure you're talking about that's on a hill is like... Something it looks like something out of the seventies is what it looks like. <laughs> it looks like it looks like a giant sculpture. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of them that are just gigantic. Yeah, this uh, is like a building, maybe. Like this is like maybe people live in this. Like I am blown <laughs> away by this. Uh, the last bit before we dive in fully is the Buddhism stuff. Uh, so Buddhism, the, uh, the the Buddhism that first became popular in China during the Han Dynasty was deeply colored with magical practices, making making it compatible with Chinese Taoism. Common beliefs include the existence of gods, ghosts, and a hell realm, reincarnations, and karmic retribution. So that's what you need to know about those three religions when talking about this city in particular. Uh, I find it interesting that they basically had to bend Buddhism to fit with their Taoism sure. to make it work. But that's the same thing. Cool. Yeah, why, yeah. why? It's weird that they're mashing it all up. Is it because of just that's how there's like. That's how it just different... was back then with all those different, the, all these different beliefs and religions were coming into China around this time. And they were just trying to find a way to like believe all of it at the same time. They're like, oh, yeah. In the afterlife, you got to do it all. Well, it's all I, I, part I, of it. That's, it's, you know, we've talked about this before. That's uh, yeah. if you go to the West, it's Christianity uh, as it's sweeping golfing up all the other minor religions that are around it and sort of like incorporating everything. And I think even nowadays, 
I think it's safe to say, and I know I'm going to get messaged about this, but I think like <laughs> it's safe to say that um, a religion like Baha'i is like, well, yeah, no, all those guys were prophets, right? So like, yeah, everyone yeah, was. A, right. And so uh, that's sort of encompassing everything. So I feel like as time goes on, new religions form that sort of like take pieces of other yeah. religions in japan you have the whole like shinto but christianity thing they like, cross it's mm. fascinating to watch people because they're like look what if we don't fight anymore and have our religions just kill each other and what if instead we like compromise on this and then a thousand yeah. years later it's just like yeah well no that's what it is it's it's incredible yep it's crazy it's that's I mean, what happens you look when at- you're a country for like ever you right. you can I mean like we can just look at Christianity and how many things can you pull from pagan beliefs with the Christmas tree and uh, the different holidays and all that other more insurance. more than fifty percent probably yeah I would say so for sure okay now let's talk about the actual city the story the story of the Fengdu ghost city uh, its founding dates back to the Han Dynasty which was between two hundred six B C and two twenty A D that's when the Han Dynasty ruled. Two wow. imperial officials named Ying Chen Sheng and Wang Fang Ping decided to escape from their political lives in the imperial court and came to Mount Minshan or Ming Mountain to protect to practice Taoism teachings and become immortals. The domain of hell through which each person was doomed to travel between death and rebirth was administered by a succession of 10 kings. Because the founders' names combined reference the fifth king of hell, Yen Wang, King Yama, some Whoa. Chinese believe that Fengdu is the place where the devil actually lives, or at least is the location of the Chinese underworld or the entrance to the Chinese underworld. So is this like a Romulus and Remus kind of situation? Like, are these real people? These people did exist. They did go off and make these cities. So um, when you combine the two the two officials' names, you, you, can, you get... Uh, King Yama. I, that's the thing that's tripping me up about it, though. Is like that's that's crazy that like they their yeah. names together mean King of Hell. Yeah, and right. Yeah, basically, it's like the city of Hell. Yep, it's that's really, real. really weird. Yeah, but is that like it? Could it be a chicken egg thing where like it became that? Yeah, afterwards? of course it could be. Yeah, it I could mean, be. It was, it's possible. It's like I mean, three thousand years ago, almost. Yeah. But like, uh, so hold on. I mean, two thousand years ago, not this 3, city <laughs> was created under the like Confucius, the Han Dynasty. So Han would definitely be Buddhist then, like a lot of Buddhist fundamentality, right? Yeah. So the the Fengdu the next uh, the Fengdu Ghost City was actually known as a religious site that was filled with Buddhist and Taoist temples. I'm fascinated. Like, I'm no I'm no religious scholar at all. But it's fascinating yeah. to me that they created a city with the sole purpose of achieving immortality. But yep. one of the big parts of Buddhism is like seeking immortality is not like it is a flaw. Like doing that is wrong because just like trying to attain a bunch of stuff like goods, like trying to like that yeah. leads to suffering and like life. One of the big Buddhist things for people who don't know is like most of life is suffering. And the way you get around that is by like giving up your worldly possessions and not wanting to, to you know, buy a new video yeah. game because you don't really need that new <laughs> video game, that kind of thing. And immortality is another version of that where it's like you don't want to live to be, you know, immortal because that's unattainable. And getting that is like even trying is bad. So the whole idea that they're like, 
if we can just build this city, we'll become immortals. It's like, wait a minute, that's crazy. Then so is <laughs> it just so is it just for them, or is it like a temple like pub crawl that you like do, and then you get immortality as well? No, it's not. the the The, the goal of immortality was specifically for those two. That's crazy. They wanted to become immortal, and you got to keep in mind too, Jesse. When they were making the Fengdu Ghost City. Uh, during the Han Dynasty, it was the th- during this time Buddhism was only just becoming popular, and it was being bent and, and sprinkled with magics and stuff to make it. So, do you think, work with Taoism? Do you think then that the like Confucius idea of of trying to get this immortality, if you do the certain things in your life, that like you have to hit these certain key points, if you hit all these things, yep. you get immortality. Do you think then that this this is crazy. But you think like because of what these people did and the legend of them, they folded into Buddhism. Like, no, you don't want to do immortality because that's gonna you're gonna end up like those assholes, and that place <laughs> is a mess. Like, that'd, that'd be hilarious. I mean, if you're if, that'd if be you're crazy. Me, it just started in yeah. It just became popular. Yeah. Yeah. So the idea, like, you can co-opt some things and be like, yeah, no, uh, yeah. Immort- going for immortality is one of those things too. Don't do that because those people tried and it was bad. Yeah, pretty much. Fascinating. <laughs> it's crazy. That'd be that'd be wild. Uh, so, I mean, again, they maybe they are maybe they are immortals and they're still living out there. They're just like typical businessmen. Just maybe they're just chilling in a chair, in that <laughs> just hanging down, out downstairs in one of the buildings, having some tea, <laughs> playing mahjong. Uh, <laughs> so um, yeah, so the Fengdu Ghost City was as was founded as a was known as a religious site, like I said. Uh, that was filled with Buddhist and Taoist temples. It is said that the Fengdu Ghost City was a Taoist cemetery before it became the ghost city that it is today, that it initially started as just a cemetery. The city itself is technically abandoned, and the reason it was abandoned was because of the building of the Three Gorges Dam in 1994. And it consists of complex uh, it consists of a complex of shrines, monasteries, and temples. Only recently, since the dam was built in 1994, has the tourism started to truly ramp up has Fengdu become a ghost city prior to that it wasn't really a a destination location for people to check out in 94 people were living there uh well it was abandoned in 94 because of the three gorges dam so before that yeah there were still people that were there it was truly abandoned in 1994 so now so now there's no no one's living there anymore i see okay Right. Not, 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 at least not officially. I and mean, there's always those, those haunted abandoned cities that still have like 20 people that live there and they just kind of sell t-shirts and Oh, cause it got thing. cut off. I see. But yeah, it got cut off by the dam. So it had to be abandoned. Yes. Okay. I understand now. Yep. yep. Uh, the, the Fengdu Ghost City is best known. I'm just going to call it the FGC from now on. Just so you know. The fighting game community. The, oh, I can't do that. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> The Fengdu Ghost City is best known as the location of the underworld and the location of King Yama. His sculpture is located here and is 138 meters high and 217 meters wide. The tongue itself is 81 meters long and the mouth is 70 meters wide. There are many gruesome statues strewn about the entire area depicting sinners getting their eyes plucked out, being flayed alive, or boiled in oil. For oh my ghost- god. Yeah, that sounds like... This sounds worse than hell. <laughs> I'd rather just go to hell and have ants coming out my ass. What? Jesus. No, I don't want any of those things. Well, if I had to choose. I'd rather. Yeah. Yeah, I said I would rather. 
All right, one play. Would you rather, Jesse? Jesse, would you rather be boiled alive with oil or have ant, like a, an army of ants crawling out your ass at any time? Well, here's the thing. Being boiled alive means that you then die from being boiled alive. So my pain would eventually end. You would have ants coming out your ass for eternity. Hard pass. So you're but going... You're... So you're going ant you're already a ghost, man? You're already dead. You're telling me that they're going to boil me and I'm dead? I wouldn't feel anything. That's not how the afterlife works uh, in, this, in this world. <laughs> I'm dead, bro. No, no, no. That's not how it works. I don't have a nervous system. No, no. I wouldn't I have a nervous I can't system. go down this road with I you. I wouldn't have a nervous gonna, system. The whole episode. I'd be dead. The whole episode. King, you would be the king of hell. Meanwhile, you'd have ants the king just of hell you'd be in care private conversation. You'd be like talking with... Dude. You'd be talking with uh, Scarlett O'Hara. <laughs> <laughs> Scarlett O'Hara. Why Scarlett O'Hara? <laughs> I don't know. Why her? <laughs> you'd be talking with Scarlett O'Hara. I thought it was ants. <laughs> and, and, and I do declare. And she'd be like, oh, Mr. Mathis. Oh, my. Are those ants crawling out of your buttocks? <laughs> I don't want fan art of that, please. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh my. I we never joked. thought we were going to see that in the Fangdu Ghost City. Yeah. No, no, I did not think the that. The FGC oh, was not ready. Could I, could I, <laughs> could I just be Ant-Man? Don't call that guy Ant-Man. Don't call that guy Ant Man. That's I want to be Ant Man, dude. Don't be, like you got a you got a positive spin this shit, man. You got ants. Coming oh, out of your ass. I mean, did I say ants coming out of my ass? I meant now I'm Ant Man. <laughs> and Scarlett O'Hare is like, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. That wasn't her at all. I, <laughs> yeah, I know. That was okay. Rhett Butler. Oh, okay. <laughs> we got to move on. Okay. That was uh. rat. Rat. <laughs> All right. Brett Butler. <laughs> Brett Butler. Uh, okay. Back down to boiled oil. So that's what the statues, statues depict. <clears throat> For ghosts to pass through the afterlife, they need to go through three tasks. The Nahi Bridge, the Guimen Gate, and the Tianzi Palace. A soul needed to pass these three tests before reaching the afterlife. I hear you ask, but Mathis, what are these three trials? Oh or oh, what are these three trials? Is it like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? Uh, well, how about we find Penitent. out, Jesse? Penitent. I'm not going to spoil Penitent. it. Penitent. <laughs> but in Latin. The, the Nahai Bridge, or as it's translated, the Nothing to be Done Bridge, or the Bridge of Helplessness, was built during the Ooh. Ming Dynasty and is located halfway on Mount Minshan, which is where the city is located. According to traditional belief, this was the bridge that connects the mortal world to the underworld and is a testing area for good and evil. Okay, the wait, bridge... one, one more question. One more question because okay. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to clarify. Sure, sure. So the ghost city of Fengdu yeah. is the place that you do it, this. It is it is the place where the as it is believed or was believed that this is the place where ghosts go to do this. So it that's why they built itself. it. I see. Okay. So this literally, like, if you go here, you are treading the ground that the spirits themselves crossed. You are correct. That's like spirited away. That's so creepy. Never seen that movie. Actually. Oh man, you should. It's crazy. No, I need but, to, but I, I have. Again, chicken egg. Is this so they did they make the city based on a legend of where the city was? Or did they did the Ming make Dynasty the city come before the Han oh, Dynasty? That's where ghosts go because that place is messed up. So the uh 
th th this is built based on what they believe. And then after the city was built, it was then believed that this is where ghosts, it became either the, the hell itself or depending on who you talk, like depending on what you read, basically, it is a gateway to the actual Chinese hell. Like maybe Either you way, step this through city is where your soul has to go through. Yeah, it's like in Spirited Away, you like step through the like whatever, and then like maybe it's not the same place, but it looks exactly like the place you just yeah. were. Think of it kind of like that. Sure. Like another okay. dimension yeah. through the veil kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Um, according to traditional Chinese belief, this bridge, the, the, the bridge of helplessness or the nothing to be done bridge, uh, this bridge was the, what connects the mortal to the underworld and is a testing area for good and evil. The bridge itself is composed of three stone arches where the middle arch is used for testing. The, there are various protocols for crossing it, depending on a person's age, sex, and marital status. Below the bridge are square pools of water where the virtuous are said to be able to cross the bridge safely. But those who have led evil lives are believed to be pushed by demons into the water below. That is a classic test. Just like, are you bad? Huh, down you go. Are you good? Okay, you can go. You're fine. Look at this toxic demon entity gatekeeping the afterlife. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, even, even in hell, things are being gatekept. Yeah. The Trinity well, Gate. Maybe, maybe it's here. Maybe it's here where the gatekeeping is actually happening. The second major take, test takes place at the Guimen Gate. Or the ghost torturing pass, or the gates of hell. Depending the on ghost torturing pass. Yep, <laughs> yep. What do they? Feel? What happens there? Yeah. This the front of the gate is decorated with eighteen sculptures of ferocious demons. It is believed that it is here that the souls of the dead report to the king of hell for judgment. The dead are issued a road pass, which would serve as evidence so that they may register in the afterlife. Again, as we said Literally earlier, bureaucratic. it is yeah. exactly. It is incredibly bureaucratic. You need a road pass. <laughs> yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> All right. Sign up for your, it's like, it's like you can't even get away from the, 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 what do you call it? The DM, the DMZ. Yeah. Uh, from even in hell. Yeah. You're just there. The, no matter what you have to deal with it. But the last test the last major test is carried out in the Tianzi Palace, the Emperor's Palace. This structure was originally built during the Western Jin Dynasty. So as you can see, over time, more and more is added to the city. Like so was the Han Dynasty first? Han Dynasty was first. They went off and founded the city. Ming and then came over time, after. it was being added to over and over and over again. Um, and we're going to talk about why it's weird that they went off and built the city after we're done with these tests. So the last major test is as the Edra's Palace. This structure was originally built during the Western Jin Dynasty. The current one, however, dates to the early part of the Qing Dynasty. The palace covers... So it was replaced with a different palace later on. Uh, the palace covers nearly 2,908 square yards. It is composed of a temple gate and that's nearly 33 feet in the palace itself. The test here is for a person to stand on a large stone located in the front of the gate on one leg. Whilst a good person can do this easily, an evil one apparently cannot, leading them to be punished in the afterlife. Okay. All right. So hold on. <laughs> that test, Wait, what? The last test, test. test number one. Cross the bridge where the demons push you off the bridge to your death if, you, if you're a bad if you're guy. evil. If you're a bad person. Test number two. Kneel before the literal king of hell. Yep. Then test, get a road pass. Test three. Stand on one foot. <laughs> <laughs> when you put it like that stand on one foot 
That's it. That's the test. How long do you have to do it? Uh, listen, time doesn't exist in the afterlife. Is that real? How long? How long are you supposed to stand on one foot? Wait, hold on. It does. What is this last test? I don't need to look this up. This doesn't makes no sense. I could do this. <laughs> well, bad people can't keep their balance on one foot when they're in hell. <laughs> oh. I see. Jesse's googling furiously. Uh, yeah, I need to know. <laughs> we'll let him. We'll let him do that while he's doing that. Um, the other, the other, the last thing I want to talk about, and uh, is before we move on, is that what's weird about these two people who left to create this city, is that most who work in 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 the you know within within the Chinese Empire at that point who wanted to do great things, usually at the end of their reign, whether that be be an emperor or or a higher a higher position of power within the government. They would build a monument, either to themselves, a statue, a temple to the religion, whatever it is. That would be their their last legacy. They wanted to go out on a high note. This city is weird by itself because it's an entire little, like, templed city that these people went off to make. Already a weird thing to build, yeah. Already a weird thing to build. Moreover, their names combined create King Yama, basically, a king of hell. And they also didn't wait to the end of their reign. They did it at the peak of their reign, where they had so many more years left ahead of them. They decided that that's when they were going to go off and try and achieve mortality by creating this thing. And then, according to legend, they achieved immortality, and that's they actually achieved it. They what? didn't wait. We didn't wait to the end of their of their of their service, I guess, to do this, which is when most of them did. Why? It's just a little weird. Why we don't know. We don't know why. Interesting. But the, well, the why the why is they were trying to achieve immortality. That's that's pretty much the only why we got. I wonder if somebody told, did somebody tell them that that was going to happen? Did they decide this from their own study? Well, uh, like we say, you know, at the, like we said at the beginning of the episode, achieving immortality was something that people could attempt to do, but they had to do like an unseen number of things to achieve it, like during their lifetime. And if they did all of those things, then they would achieve immortality. What those things are, God effing knows. Nobody knows. That's it kind of reminds me, did anybody here play Star Wars Galaxies? Yeah. Back sure. in its yeah, heyday? yeah. yeah. You remember how you could unlock a force character by the, the, the original way, which was mastering two or three random professions at you never, you, when you make a character, that's what you had to do. You don't you, know which ones it is. You yeah. don't know which ones it were. It was just a random three. That's what this reminds me of. It's like you have to achieve X number of things to achieve immortality in your lifetime, but nobody can do it because a, it's not real. And B, or I mean, maybe it is, they, they maybe left and achieved it, but B you're not told. You don't really know. So what we're uh, supposed to believe is that they were like, this is it. This is what we yeah. do. They were just yeah. like, what if we just did this? Mm-hmm. And then the other guy was like, yeah. And then they yeah, just, let's go. Let's do it. And they went and they did it. Okay. Why wasn't I, everybody uh, doing this? Oh, Jesse. Oh, Jesse's face palming. Yeah, <laughs> you so can't I did, see it, I did my research can. on this and um, you're absolutely right. There's the bridge is number one and the demons yep. push the sinners off or the bad people or yep. whatever. And if you're good, and then they, it's also based on like sex and class, and and yeah. if you're married, yep. there's like other stipulations too. Crossing this bridge, when you get across, Correct. then you go to the demon king, and he's just like, "Yo, what up? Here's a pass. You made it." And then yep. <laughs> the next step is, and this is what's crazy. You're right. You just stand on a rock on one leg, and if you're good, you can do it. If you're bad, you can't. But at this point. If you How are long? bad enough to have snuck past demons and the demon king who was like, you know what? You are a good person. You can get past. 
and you fell on the rock. That is bad. That you just you screwed yourself on that one. <laughs> I'd be like, can I get a second try? Second try, Demon King, please. Like, come on. I, just, I just like I was. Never I just have naturally it. bad balance. Like it's just weird. Like I. Just, I'm not used to this no this 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 weird non corporeal form. It really I'm not is quite kind of like a luck thing. That, what if you're like really good but you suck at balance and they're like, nope, sorry, back in the pools with the sinners. Like, <laughs> Only crazy. bad people can't balance. It's 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 infallible logic. Right, right. If right. I. If I have to do this for 40 seconds, I'm getting in. If I have to do this for five minutes, I don't know, mm. if, I'm, I don't know if I'm getting in. <laughs> Worth a shot, though. Yeah, and it doesn't just have to do with how good I was. It also has to do with my age, weight, size, <laughs> and shape. And I, 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 and I, and I, I just want to know. I want to know if I can make it into Chinese hell. <laughs> no, you'd be going back to life. You'd be, oh, if you I'm pass. making it back. I could be a rock. Is it? If I do, if I stand on my, maybe the longer you stand on your foot, yeah, the longer to stand on your foot, the better person you are. So you're yeah, so, another life you like really hung in there. You were like on that. Rock we all, we all out. did, all three of us. Yeah, good for us. Hey, we we were good enough to become minor YouTube celebrities. Good. You know yeah. what? Hey, damn right. We probably did a, a good right. minute and a half on that rock. Next time, Hollywood, here we come. I Dude, I'm going for the five minute rock like stand. A dog. What? what was that, Jesse? I want to be a dog next time. I'll take a cat. Yeah. I want to do. I want to be like Tom Cruise, where I'm like coming up with reasons why I'm like trying to kill myself to like make movies. Like, I just want to like <laughs> be the most powerful man in the world, like Tom Cruise. You just want to strap yourself <laughs> to a plane and and film it. I get it. He's just like, what if I climb the Burj Khalifa? It's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> Can we film it? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows, man. Who knows? Maybe you could just make some Chinese hell movies. Yeah. Oh, actually, that didn't work out great for Matt Damon. That was a weird. That, that was a weird movie, man. <laughs> that's that's also unfortunately true. Um, so while the Fengdu Ghost City is centuries old, some of its symbolic structures were created fairly recently. For example, one of the towers, the Last Glance at Home Tower, was built in 1985. What a dour name for a tower. The last glance at home tower. It's like a tower. I assume that you climb right before you die to like look at the direction of your house. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, all right. Last time you get to look at this before you're reborn as somebody else. Who do I get to be reborn as? Uh, let me look at the list. A man by the name of uh, Donald J. Trump. Yeah. Oh. Oops. <laughs> oh, sweet. I'm gonna be president. Let me look at the list. Uh, it looks like you're gonna be a rock in the Badlands for four million years. <laughs> God. Uh, I'd be like, can I just go to hell? Can can I go back across the bridge and the demons just push me? I'd rather do that. Um, that particular tower is actually the newest addition to the uh, the uh, the Fengdu Ghost City. It's where the spirits who are assigned to hell could take one last look at their families. That's what that tower's for. Oh my god, <laughs> that's sad as hell. Do people uh, do this today? Like, is that like what it's for? That's what it's you know for for the spirits who are going to hell. They can look at their families one more oh, time. Oh, it's for the spirits. Yeah, it's for the look. spirits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for the spirits. It's for the for the ghosts. So, what is going on with the Fengdu Ghost City in more modern times? Well, I'm also glad you asked that question. In more recent years, since the building of the Three Gorges Dam, the Fengdu Ghost City has become a tourist site. The construction of the dam caused a huge resettlement that impacted the economy of the Fengdu County in China. The reconstruction of the dam started in 1994, causing a rise in water, uh, a rise in water level, turning the Fengdu Ghost City into an island. 
In an article by Chow Kwai Xiong, the author noted that before uh, construction started in 1994, the central government, in anticipation of the project, has refrained from investing in the area, and that local industries are non-economic, uh, are non-economic, badly equipped, and even outmoded. Many towns, villages, and industries lack the most rudimentary infrastructure facilities. So basically, it's just pointless to do anything out there, which is why it was kind of cut off. Huh. The dam forced the residents of the old Fengdu to relocate to higher ground. Many refused to move because they could not afford rent in the new Fengdu. However, the new Fengdu offered more opportunity in the modern world for those who could afford to go. So the new Fengdu now has around 850,000 people, a high-speed rail link, well-stocked supermarkets, and at least two unauthorized Apple dealers. Oh, nice. <laughs> Is it still... Why is that in the research? Somebody's somebody's really going deep on that. She, oh yeah, this is Judy. Judy went supremely yeah. deep with like, what is Fengdu up to today? She was like, what if I need to fix my laptop while I'm in Fengdu? <laughs> I think it's kind of funny that there's just two unauthorized Apple dealers out there. Is the new Fengdu also based around death? No, no, it's not. Fengdu, the so Fengdu, the Fengdu Ghost City. Fengdu is the name of the location that it was built, like I the see. county, Fengdu County. I see. Um, so the Fengdu Ghost City is not the entire Fengdu. Correct. Got it. My I should have I should have clarified that earlier. That's my bad. Um, so uh, much of the Fengdu Ghost City itself was high enough to survive the flooding, so the tourism to the Ghost City was able to survive. Knowing this, it is a little it is little wonder that the inhabitants surrounding the Fengdu Ghost City grasped at the economic boon of tourism. In a paper from 2017, Fengdu district farmers were relatively satisfied and very satisfied with the increase in rural tourism. The paper cites that tourism has led to a direct impact on farmers' life satisfaction, and more and more towns and cities in the area are turning to tourism as their pillar industry, investing huge sums of money developing infrastructure and riverside attractions. Now that's important, because what we're going to get into next is ghost stories and the things that people have seen and heard around that city that may or may not be paranormal or may or may not be planted planted there to get people to come the check good the city stuff out the good ghosty stuff well that's a quick overview of the vengdu ghost city gentlemen mm. before we get into the crazy stuff um i think it's fascinating I, I think it's really interesting but i'm also kind of a history buff so i find that stuff just enjoyable let's talk about some ghost city ghost stories mm <clears throat> Nearby, oh, I see God. a group of... <laughs> I like how you just... <clears throat> Let me try. I'll lean in. Nearby, I see a group of sight caretakers and take the opportunity to dig for ghost clues. But when I ask one if they've seen any ghosts in the areas, he laughs and replies that if he ever did, he'd run away. The other caretakers laugh with him, but one man steps aside and starts talking to me. He's higher up in the ranks, maybe a tour guide or a site manager. There was one man, he said. He had a heart attack and nearly died. He tells me paramedics were able to revive him, but when he came back to consciousness, he had vivid memories of ghosts with chains pulling and dragging his very soul into the depths of hell itself to be tried and reborn into a new life. What? So you think he? So do you think he crossed over to the like mystical that's the, version? That's one of the stories. The guy uh, had a heart attack. Like one people who one of the people who was there. Uh, had a heart attack while he was being a tourist, and while he was dying, his soul had chains wrapped around him, yanking him to the under, into the underground where he was to be tried. That is so severe for a ghost story. That is like the opposite of like usually we just see like an 1800s lady walking <laughs> <laughs> or a knocking on our wall. Yeah. Okay. If you hear me, knock three times. 
somebody's cracking their toe somewhere. And, I was gonna say, and if you're watching a ghost show, did you hear that? Did you hear that? The, the camera probably couldn't pick it up, but I, I, I swear. A I medium a getting into character as the as the ghost. <laughs> no, go away. There is no, there is no Miss Sarah here. Uh, so you're talking about uh, Zach? I'm talking Zach about Baggins? I'm talking about Derek Acora. You've been you've been called out. I'm, I'm calling out Zach Baggins. Yeah, you know what? You should call him out. I'm calling him out because he gets possessed on every episode he's on. I, he's I, always getting possessed. I simultaneously want to call him out and also thank him for providing me with endless hours. Oh, me too. If he wants to guest on the podcast, he's welcome to. Oh my we'll god, treat him really please. well. Yeah, I would love to come talk. To, I would love to talk to you, Zach Baggins. Jesse, you look deep in reading. I just don't. I'm trying <laughs> to find ghost stories, to. and I just don't know. <laughs> they're all they're all very much like I don't want to say ancient, but I'm trying to find modern stories of this place. And all I can find is, I just told you one. That's not that wasn't a modern story. <laughs> like I'm trying to find like that was... uh, Yeah, my wife Phyllis and I were on vacation and there was like a little girl and it was a ghost girl and she ran by and said like a curse on your house like there's nothing like that all it is is tourists it's just a tourist trap now well what are well, what are the other ghost stories here's another one we've run the whole gamut of chinese ghost culture but haven't managed to find a single ghost on our journey have i failed as a ghost hunter or is it just that there aren't any real ghosts here I confide these thoughts in Bonnie as we made our way down the path and ask her if I, if she thinks there are ghosts lurking in these temple grounds. Actually, I saw something myself. It was an autumn evening in 1998. The boat arrived very late that day. It was almost 8 p.m. and I was leading a group of tourists from America to the hilltop. We saw a human-like shape with flowing cloth all over its body, dancing against the dim moonlight. We all screamed. Then it disappeared. That's what? Story. <laughs> Jesus That's story. Christ. <laughs> like, again, these you're right, they're ghost <laughs> stories. But I mean, like, I'm trying to find a real story that doesn't sound like it was written in Goosebumps. Like, I'm trying to find yeah. something, and I don't <sighs> see it. There's not many, actually. I'm just going to spoil it for you right now. These are the kind of ghost stories that were in the Fengdu Ghost City. When I first started researching the Fengdu Ghost City initially just on my own, I was like, oh, this place seems really, really cool. Like, this seems really fun to, to, to research. I would love to go here and walk Me around. Me too. Um, but as the more I researched and more I went into it, I found it more of just a, a fascinating place, but one that was clearly light on haunted stories, um, which is fine because, again, the podcast is about all things weird and interesting and creepy and horror whether it be stuff like this or serial killers or you know in between um but this was uh yeah the 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 ghost stories of this place were very like we saw something and then we got scared and it was gone (laughs) it's like oh okay here's the thing maybe these are the real ghost stories because they're so (laughs) simple and boring compared to like the ghost stories we know where it's like, and then the ghost banged on the cabinet four times and it was uh, was, amityville horror one's a perfect example yeah like the I don't know. It feels like I almost like are... I almost like that there's not ghost stories about this place though cuz it kind of makes it seem more legit because it was never about being spooky anyway, right? Like it was about It was about like yeah, reverence, about, yeah. Yeah, reverence and finding immortality and and doing something that they would people would remember them by. Again, there are still the rumors that they achieved immortality and there's a lot of interesting coincidences surrounding them like their names combined and when they went and did it and and then the fact that people, you know, 
they, they, they may have achieved immortality according to rumor and mythology, but overall, it's just a very interesting city. Yeah, and, very, very and honestly, if you're sitting here listening to this and you're, like, sad because you didn't get as creeped out as you wanted to be, do, do me a favor and just Google the damn place. Yeah, look at the Just pictures look at the look pictures. At what it looks like. Tell me some of these freaking statues don't, like, creep you out. It's like this old demon man, like, like pulling the pants off of this, like, weird, like, cherubic baby who's showing his <laughs> butt cheeks. There's, there's, this... a, there's a little statue figurine of two people tied to a pole and two demons cutting open their chest cavities and ripping out their organs and stuff. Like, it's horrifying yeah. because Chinese hell is, like, still fucking scary. I'm seeing, I'm seeing, like, this, like, little model of like a gate uh of people trying to get through the gate and they're like mushing through the gate like like those like horrific scenes you hear about it like when there's a fire at a nightclub it's like a yeah. mass of bodies just like spilling oh, out of this gate there's one i'm looking at one right now it is of like a bearded scraggly haired guy in a hawaiian shirt trying to balance on a rock but failing Oh man, it's terrifying. Oh, no. oh my god. The worst hell of all. He's getting reincarnated as a chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But that's your thing do go city gentlemen. What an interesting place. Tell interesting you place no one can say this did not capture their imagination. If you if, oh, you need no to one. read this. Yeah, it's really really cool. We'll be going into more weirder back to more cryptids and, and ghosts in the next episode and stuff, but you know, when something hooks me, I'm like, I gotta talk about it. Let's just talk it's about it. It's interesting, man. Look it up. Exactly. It's really, really cool. But uh thank you guys as well for for hanging out and listening with us. Uh by now we have either reached a thousand five star reviews or we have not and came short. And if we if we did, it doesn't mean we can't get there but what this if time. We did. So. But what if, what we, if we did, did? And this, what you just said was nonsense because we already That's have. true. Have then you Jesse, fi- you better be like dick deep in research. Have you figured out what your what your <laughs> thing is that you believe that we don't is? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I have. All right, I'm excited. You want to preview us? No, no I don't. <laughs> of course, if not. I preview, then you'll know about it, and you'll be like, oh. Can you imagine? You know. Can you imagine if I'd spoiled that it was going to be about the Beatles that one time? <laughs> People still come out out of the woodwork to be like, I'm going to find me, something uh, you don't know about. I'm going to really make you go crazy. And you're going to be like, what? Hell yeah. I, I got a couple crazy now. things that I want to do episodes on too. Prep them in. And then you just tell me when, and you can take over for, for the year episode. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to have a little, a couple days off for Christmas. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll get some books, hit the books. Maybe I'll hit I the uh, paranormal section of the library. I'm still trying to read through that alien book I talked about last time. It is insanely written. It is very, very difficult to parse, but I'm excited to finish it. Creepy stuff is cool, guys. I love this podcast. Anyway, and if thank you, you guys for listening. And if you love it, you can wear it. Please buy, yeah. our, please buy our shirts, our hats, and our stickers at theyeti.com slash chilluminati today. Please do. Support us. Support yourselves. Spend some of those gift cards. cool. Spend some of those yes, Visa exactly. gift cards you got for Christmas on that. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yes, Jesse? Nothing. I was laughing at okay. a terrible suggestion. It's not a terrible suggestion. Use your gift cards to buy yourself dope merch. That snapback is fire. It's, I love it's it, It's fire, dude. I wear that shit. How are you going to use tell your me gift card to Olive Garden to buy a thing? It doesn't, none of it makes sense what you just said. Well, no, 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 like, like your Visa gift card. You get a Visa gift card, you no can spend anywhere Visa you want. No one gives Visa gift cards. No one. Dude, get my it. uncle does. 
It's, it's getting only those for all years. of also it's dressed up like Krampus. Garden and Lotto tickets for my family. Thank you very Olive much. Olive Garden and Lotto tickets? Yep. To be honest, not a bad trip. That does sound kind of fun. I bet you can have a good time with it. Mm. All right. Uh, but thank you guys for listening. If you want to, you know, post your own stories, if you've traveled to the Fengdu Ghost City, head over to our subreddit, to Shiluminati Pod, uh, over on, on Reddit and tell us all about it. Or you can tweet at us, Shiluminati Pod on Twitter, or tweet at us individually. Send Jesse some cursed stuff. Don't if send you it want. to me. Send uh, it to Mathis. No, send it to you. And, send it uh, to Jesse, me. At, oh, yeah, send it to Alex. There you go. Perfect. And, uh, yeah, you can tweet at us individually at Jesse Cox, at Faustiane A, and at Mathis Games. That'll be it for us for, for, uh, for now. We'll see you in a couple weeks, as we always do. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Bye-bye.